Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to pickleball improvement. This is Tony Roig. Hope you're having a great week this week. I am coming at you from the U.S. Open in Naples, Florida. This is my eighth year at the U.S. Open. It's a lot of fun every year. And what I wanted to do is, this is a special episode since we're at the Open. It'll be a little bit shorter than normal and we'll only have one section in it. And there's a straight run through, so I think you'll enjoy it. What I wanted to talk to you about is some of the trials and tribulations that we all face as pickleball players, and specifically I'll, I'll address it in the context of tournament play and you know myself and other players who I, I know and friends of mine when we chat about uh, the ups and downs of, of pickleball play in a, in a tournament because I think it's reflective of the of what happens in all play, right? We all come out there to compete. I know that you know, it's, it's, and listen, I think it's a good perspective to have the, the, the idea that, that, you know, I just want to have fun out there. I want to have a good time. And I, I respect that. And I think that's a very, uh, it's a good aspiration, but the reality is that we play a sport that has a score, right? We go out there and we actually keep track of the score and we play games, uh, uh, you know, until you're done, whether it's nine, seven, 11, whatever you're playing till. And, you know, so there's a component of our sport that involves, competition it involves scorekeeping and it involves results right winning and losing and that's a that's a part of our game that i think we need to i think if we address it face on or head on uh you know we'll we'll be more productive in terms of how we think about it and so i'll share with you what happened uh, during the yesterday i played in the men's uh, pro division so on wednesday i played on the men's in the men's uh, senior pro division and we played two matches we played our first match was a, um, actually I'll tell you an interesting thing that happened so so you can see how kind of we, we approach the game and, and think about the game. But um, I'm playing in, in the first game and it was back and forth, back and forth. And we ended up up, uh, we were up 10-8. They sided us out. The opponent sided us out. We we're playing John and Jeff, two very good players. And we we got sided out at 10-8. So they're serving 8-10-1. We half-sided him out, then it was 8-10-2. And there was a disputed call. Um, there was a, a, I believe John hit a, a slam ball. Um, I it, He hit it really, really hard. I was standing on the baseline. I looked down. To me, it looked like the ball had landed out because of where I saw it strike as I as I was looking down, although it was hit very hard and it was going past, past me pretty fast. I looked at Eric, my partner. He he believed also that it that it was out, and so I called it out. And our opponents, John and Jeff, who I I know both of them well, and they lost their minds. <laughs> they were like Adam at that ball, you know. Hey, that, that, Tony, that ball was in. You know, it was really in, and and they were very adamant about it, and very sure about their call. So I reversed my call, which I think was the right thing to do. You know, the rules are that it is my call to make. But it's also my call to unmake should I, should I choose to do that, which I chose to do in this case, given not only, you know, their certainty and their position on the call, but my uncertainty and my partner's uncertainty. He thought it was out too, but he wasn't, you know, dead set on it being out. He, you know, like looked out to him, but it wasn't like absolutely I saw it clearly out. So when we weighed everything, um, you know, we decided to to. Uh, you know, to basically reverse our own call, which which is part of what we can do, right? Just as we can make the, just as we can make the original call, and so now it was nine ten two. 
I can't remember exactly what happened after that. I know we ended up winning the game 13-11, right? So we battled back and forth, won the game 13-11, great. Then second game I don't think was a very good game by us. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting to look at the video on it. I haven't had time uh, to see the video on it. I'm curious to see how we played in, in game two, but my recollection, it wasn't a particularly good game. The third game, we played a little bit better, but still were unsuccessful in that game. So we lost the match uh, in three games. Now, I will tell you, in tournament play, you know, a three-game loss is a battle, right? It means you went out there and you you battled. You took one game off your opponents uh, and, uh, you know, you, you uh, left a mark or were a, a hard out. And so what I'd suggest to you is when you're playing uh, out there, you know, it's something I know you're not playing two out of three normally when you're playing in rec games, but think of maybe like, you know, if, if you're in a game, you know, and say you're down, you know, eight to two or something like that, consider still fighting, still buckling down, still trying to give your best so that instead of walking off the court 11-2, you're walking off the court perhaps winning, but perhaps losing 11-7. It's much, you know, much more fulfilling, much more uh, rewarding to continue battling even when you're down or even, even when you're, you know, in a situation that doesn't look favorable to you. But the other part that I wanted to transmit to you is that if you're playing at level, right, that means that you're playing with opponents who are around your level. They don't have to be exactly your level, but they're around your level. What that means is that you have a chance to lose. In other words, it's not like you're going to step out on the court and it's guaranteed you're going to win or you're winning, you know, eight out of 10 or nine out of 10 times against those opponents. Because if you're doing that, then you're not really being challenged, right? You're not really being pushed. And when I look at at myself and my partner, Eric, and I look at John and Jeff, to me, that is a a very nicely matched, a nice uh, nicely matched uh, competition, right? We know our in in the sense of our levels and our abilities and our uh, our approaches to the game, how we play it. It's one of these matches that we could have won it, or they could have won it. In this case, they won it, and it'd be like you know flipping a coin and saying it's going to land heads every time. Well, obviously not. Sometimes it lands tails. So when you lose a match like that. Having the perspective of understanding that if you're playing at level, you honor your opponents, right? Which we've talked about in other podcasts, but you honor your opponents. You look across the net and you say, John and Jeff are, you know, they're valid, valuable human beings. They're entitled to win games just like you are entitled, just like we, me and my partner are entitled to win games. And so the fact that they won or came out on top in this situation does not remove anything from me or my partner in terms of our worth as players or worth as human beings or anything else, you know, in terms of feeling bad about ourselves. The second match of the day, we played a 15-pointer against Keith and Kirk. I had not met them before. Uh, they um, they are from Michigan area, and we were, you know, from a pickleball standpoint, we were playing better pickleball at the beginning of the match. Uh, it's a fifth, one game to 15 in the back draw. We traded sides at, I think, 8-4. We were ahead. We ended up getting up to 11-4. So that's a pretty good lead. You know, we're up by seven points, although we still have four to finish, which is important. Um, they came, they, they did a great job of battling back. We had some very um, mistimed, um, unforced errors, you know, the get past four kind of things if you're inside the system, where we basically, um, you know, a couple of missed serves, a, um, uh, a missed, uh, uh, some short returns of serve that allowed our opponents to attack us and things like that but it's in a bad spot, and they were able to mount a comeback. So they ended up um, tying it up at 11. They went up to 12. We tied them at 12. 
Um, we were not productive with our serve side on that situation. They got the serve. They were productive, and they were able to pull out the match 15-12. Obviously, I would prefer to have the 15 and not the 12. I, you know, And all of us would prefer to have the 15 and not the 12. But just as with the prior match, you know, when I look across the net at Keith and Kirk, I'm looking at two gentlemen, uh, you know, around the age of me and Eric uh, that are, you know, they're pickleball players. They know their way around the court. They know how to hit balls. They know how to do their things. And when it came down to it, they execute it better than we execute it. And that's the beauty of this game, right? The team that executes better is going to, generally speaking, prevail in the, in the, in the battle, in the contest. And so... If, if in that situation I make it about me and Eric, oh my God, we were up 11-4, how did we do that, what happened, I don't understand, what we end up doing is we end up denigrating or degrading, if you think about it, Keith and Kirk's effort, right, Keith and Kirk's work, and they did the work they needed to do in order to prevail in that game. Now, I can still walk away from the game saying, okay, these are areas that I can improve in my game. These are areas that I need to work on. There's nothing wrong with that without taking away from Keith and Kirk's victory in that situation. And if we make it all about ourselves there, what we're doing is we are taking it away. We're, 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 we're reducing the value of their work. And flip it around for a second. Think of those times where you've had the big comeback. You know, you've been down. You've battled back. You've hunkered down and done the work. Imagine your opponents looking across the net and going, no, you know what? I messed up. It wasn't you. It was a me that did it. That would not feel good. So flip it around and think about, think about it from their perspective and what they accomplished and the excitement that they had. And they were excited about it. Their fans were there. They were hooting and hollering and they were having a good time. That's great. You know, that they, that they had that victory, that comeback victory. Um, and don't make, try not to make it about yourself and honor your, honor your opponents. It's a really valuable way of thinking about the game and gaining better perspective when you're out on the court. If you want to know more about this concept of honoring the game and things like that, there's a book I can't recommend highly enough. It's written by our good friend Peter Scales. It's, it's a longer title, but the, the, the subtitle is really what carries it, Compete, Learn, Honor. You don't have to worry about linking to the book. If you go to wearepickable.com forward slash resources, um, there's a link there to the book. You can order the book from there. And Coach Scales is amazing in her terms of perspective, perspective of the game. And it will help really help you as you think through these situations and continue to grow as a pickleball player and as a person. So that is our podcast. It is late on Thursday night. I'm playing tomorrow and mix senior pro doubles with my good friend and partner Leslie Bernard. It's going to be a lot of fun. Leslie is always a great competitor, and I love being on the court with her, smiling and, and just getting our best time on the pickleball court. So I'm going to finish up my hydration. Uh, I've already uh, eaten uh, what I need to eat for tomorrow, and uh, hopefully I'll have a good day out on the pickleball courts tomorrow. And um, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, as always, uh, give us a rating and review it and share with your friends because if you enjoy the podcast, they probably will too. We'll be back next week with a regular podcast with the music and all that stuff and, and, uh, and some messages for you in the middle. But in the meantime, have a great week.